0: Hello and welcome to Body Bag. Po- yeah, dang, that's that was my attempt to at do the gin. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Body Bag Podcast.
1: <clears throat> Hello mortals and welcome to Body Bag Podcast. <laughs> Tell me your wishes. There it is. Right, I got a little there bit of it. Okay. In there. The light fades with death's cold embrace. You've already been zipped and tagged struggle as you might it will not help no one can break out of the body bag here to oversee the autopsy your hosts chris thomas and broke rider dave
0: what's good everybody welcome to body bag podcast i'm chris thomas and with me is always broke rider dave how we doing everybody well, uh, we were kind of a, on a little bit of a hiatus. How long has it been since our last recording? Was it a... Our last uh, recording was Fear.com, wasn't it? Yeah. Or was it one checked, of our lists?
2: Uh, it was Fear.com, and we put that out on May 9th. And oh. today is the 27th.
0: Oh, so it was about like two and a half... Has it been two and a half, three weeks?
2: Yeah. It's just because... Hard to our find... Our work schedules haven't been, they haven't been matching up lately.
0: Oh, well. But, um... Well... We're going to be going on a month hiatus, but then hopefully, you know, we're learning a little bit, little by little, getting a little bit better. Yeah. Um, Knowing what works, knowing what doesn't. I kind of like this as our last movie for the season, Wishmaster. Got a little bit of your boy Wes Craven in there. Yeah. 90s, which is a fun era.
2: It really felt like an 80s horror to me.
0: I thought it was like 93. I could tell that it was not 80s, but actually, you know, it kind of felt like... The CGI felt
2: very 80s.
0: It kind of felt like handy, man, because it was like right on the... It felt like right in between like 80s to 90s.
2: Yeah, and when I found out this movie was made in 97, I was like, what?
0: <laughs> but before we get into the movie review, uh, why don't we talk a little bit about... Uh, there's been some movie updates that, that have been going on as of late that I'm definitely looking forward to. The biggest one being this Winnie the Pooh blood and honey announcement that I hear not everybody's now talking about. Yeah,
2: that's gonna be really good.
0: I am, you know, for some reason I feel like I should be horribly against this, but I am here for this. I want you to take all of my beloved children's characters and just make them into homicidal maniacs.
2: Yeah, I really like that we're seeing this a little bit more now as they're taking characters from like our childhood, bringing I them s- back in like a more grittier, darker I adult see, ways.
0: I want to see Bill Nye the Science Guy come back as an evil mad scientist um, just performing unholy experiments on people. I want to see uh, Miss Frizzle from uh, yeah. the Magic School Bus terrorizing children with uh, her Christine-like Magic. Magic School Bus. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah that'd I, be a good movie um i think that uh, blood and honey is it's it's not i think they said that the budget is not going to be all that big so don't expect like hollywood level like effects or stuff like that but you know what i don't care I'll, I'm, I'm willing to roll with it
2: yeah i like low budget horror movies so
0: and, and i i respect the balls of them to be like you know what what if it was what if we had Winnie the Pooh but made him blood hungry? Yeah. I, but it has to be very tongue-in-cheek. It has to be very like. You know, we know how ridiculous this is. We're not yeah. dumb. We we know we know what it says right here on the paper that it's Winnie the Pooh but bloodthirsty going around killing people. We understand this, so we're just gonna roll with how ridiculous this is. Absolutely. That's definitely the way they need to play this. It needs to have like the feel of uh of that Nick Cage movie uh, where he's trapped uh, in that thing with, like, Five Nights Willy at Willy Wonderland. Ring. Well, it needs to have the feel yeah. of, like, Willie's Wonderland where it's, like, that ridiculous. Yeah. Um. What else? Uh, well, I know, I believe in a week, uh, David Cronenberg's Crimes of the Future is supposed to be coming out, which is the one that I've been really looking forward to.
2: Yeah. I also believe they're, uh, in the next week or so, they're going to be getting shooting for Scream 6.
0: I still haven't seen the last Scream.
2: Last Screen was one of the best sequels.
0: Although, I y'all just because we have a horror podcast, I've had the ending kind of spoiled. Yeah. So I mean, we, we talked about it on the show, so I kind of know what's going to happen. But yeah. I'm, I'm sure I can still enjoy it, even though <sighs> my boy, my, 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 they massacred my boy. They really did. <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking forward to the uh, Crimes of the Future, uh, although I don't think I'm going to have anybody to go see it with. I'm, like, the only person in my, like, group of friends – well, I'm the movie guy in my group of friends, and I'm also the horror guy in my group of friends, so I'm not going to have anybody to go see. I'm just going to be – but you know what? Whatever. solo, yeah. I'll I'll go see uh, a body horror movie by myself. Yeah. I'll I'll eat my popcorn and nachos and everything while I'm doing it, too, so – um. Anything else? Those were the big two: was that movie coming up and the announcement for Winnie the Pooh. But I could yeah. sworn that there was something else that I'm gonna be kicking myself if I don't bring it up. Side note: Thanks for everybody who's kind of getting into the daily matches that I put up on Instagram. Yeah, there are some who actually go out and is like, "Oh, I think that uh, I think that uh, Ash would win against Dean Winchester." Well, that'd be a interesting one to see. Uh, the last one I just put up before this, in honor of this being our last recording for the uh, for the season, who do you think would win? Wishmaster, the Djinn, versus Leprechaun. They are both uh, wish-granting entities.
2: I think Leprechaun. Cause Wishmaster really could only access his power through wishes, right?
0: Uh, I thought that that was the same kind of stuff that the Leprechaun could do. Maybe. I haven't
2: seen Leprechaun in a while.
0: I think they operate under the same rules that uh, I'd have to give it to the gin then just because he's taller. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah. why don't we just go ahead and uh, that's a good segue right into the gin unless you have something else to say.
2: Uh, just it up. Uh, in the beginning of July, uh, horror movie Bedrest is coming out, starring Melissa Barrera, who was also in Scream, so... It's another one to look
0: out for. I'll have to look at the trailer for that one. I haven't heard of that one. Yeah. So as we mentioned before, uh, this is uh, our spoiler free or not spoiler free spoiled filled uh, review of Wishmaster, the very first one. I knew I had Tony Todd in it. I didn't know yeah. that this had Robert England and Kane Hodder in it. But yeah. Then, but then I realized, oh, Kane Hodder was that security guard. Uh, Yeah, well, uh, wasn't uh, Tom
2: he? Savini. Yeah. He was Kane Hodder's security guard. Uh, Tom Savini had a, had a cameo. Role. Yeah, he was in the uh, pharmacy. When, oh, was
0: he? I was about to ask, was he one of the construction workers? <laughs> uh,
2: he, yeah, he was in the pharmacy when the guy died.
0: But um, <laughs> I'm, I'm conflicted about this movie yeah. because editing-wise, this is only kind of like one notch above fear.com. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the only reason I put it a little bit above fear.com is that the story was a little bit more more cohesive and the villain was actually interesting. Yeah. So how uh, just all right. So how, how should we review this movie base? The, the long and short of it is an ancient genie gets resurrected via the gemstone that he lives in and he needs the person who released him. In this case, the woman named Alex, she needs to wish three wishes, and then after her third wish, uh, he is basically free and can run havoc. Uh, well, it
2: opens a portal to another dimension where all the other gins are,
0: and then the gins will take over the er- world. Yeah, basically.
2: enslave the world. Yeah, it's
0: essentially leprechaun. With like, you need to wish three wishes, and then they're free. Yeah. All right. So. This this is actually a cautionary tale. This is a cautionary tale of the dangers of the friend zone. Yeah. Because, all right, so shall we just... I'm going to do like we did with fear.com. And just so I can keep myself on track, I'm just going to go through the Wikipedia synopsis of this, and then we just yeah. talk about it as we... Because <laughs> that's the only way that I can talk about this stuff, is that I need some sort of structure and be like, all right, this happened. Oh, and also, by the way... This is my thought about it. Yeah. So, again, if it sounds like I'm reading right off a Wikipedia article, it is because that I am.
1: Starting off, a narrator explains that when God breathed life into the universe, the light gave birth to angels, the earth gave birth to man, the fire gave birth to the jinn, creatures condemned to dwell in the void between worlds.
0: I don't know if I sound more like Jinn or if I sound like Emperor Palpatine.
1: <laughs> if a person wakes a Jinn, they will receive three wishes, but the third wish will free legions of Jinn on earth. In
0: 1112, the Jinn, played by Andrew Devaugh, asks a Persian emperor to make his second wish. The emperor wishes to see wonders. The Jinn uses his powers to torture and mutilate people in the palace. The emperor is horrified and the djinn tells him to use his third wish to set things right, but before he can do that, Zorastro, or Zoraster, a sorcerer, explains the consequences of the third wish and reveals a fire opal which pulls the djinn in, basically imprisoning the djinn. Which, it seems like uh, the djinn, if you just have a certain kind of gem, ain't that really powerful. Yeah. Which comes into play a little bit later because... Well, first
1: off... Alright, all right, I'll get to it in a minute. In present day America, Raymond Beaumont, played by Robert England supervises workers lowering a box containing an antique statue of Ahura Mazda.
0: I think that's, I think that's the kind of car I drive. Onto a <laughs> ship.
1: The crane operator is drunk and drops the box, killing Beaumont's assistant Ed Finley and destroying the statue. A dock worker steals the fire opal from the rubble and pawns it. Eventually, the jewel reaches Regal Auctioneers, where Nick Merritt instructs appraiser Alexandra Alex Amberson to examine it, which awakens the djinn.
2: Did you, uh, catch who, uh, was playing Ed
0: Finley? Um, wait, which character is Ed Finley? Oh, Ed, Ed uh, Finley is the assistant? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's, uh, Sam Raimi's brother. He looked familiar, but I didn't, uh, he gets crushed by a box. Yeah. he could, he gets crushed by a a crate. All right, I'm glad I'm reading this because I was about to ask what Alex's job was. It says she's an appraiser, but I was yeah. like it looks like she works at the at a campus and it, it, I thought well, she, she worked in like, like an
2: auction house and coaches and
0: little girls basketball. Yeah. I guess she's a jack of all trades. So I guess
2: that was something they need to throw into give her character work-life no,
0: the No, the only reason why she coaches girls basketball is so that she could have that lame speech at the end where she's like, well, I teach my girls always to know their opponent. And that, when she said that, I was like, that is the only reason why you're doing basketball coaching is so you yeah. can make that lame comparison.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, so Alex mm-hmm. is going to examine this Opal. She She's like... Messing with it kind of blows on it, much like how you rub a genie lamp. You, she is messing with it, and that awakens the djinn. And, oh, but but it forgot to add something. But, but the way we get introduced to Alex is that she's playing tennis with her best friend, her best man friend, Josh. <laughs> poor guy, poor bastard, Josh, um, who I guess she just got finished. She, she just got finished dating this horrible douche, and... Yeah. He's like, "Oh, you haven't heard from him." He basically asks her out, and she and she, oh, this hurt more than any of the tortures that the Jin did. And he's like, "Oh, well, I was thinking that you know maybe you know you and me." You know, maybe we could go out and she and of, and and you see it in her face right before she says it. And a lot of people out there probably are familiar with this phrase. You're my best friend and I don't want to ruin what we have. I was like, oh, oh, that hurt. Poor Josh. Hurt, hurt my soul. Hurt, hurt, hurt every guy out there. Hurt. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. But good guy Josh still's trying to take her out to like a dinner or something like that. And then later on, once she comes across this fire opal, takes it to – now, the reason why she has this fire opal is because the dock worker stole it and then wants to pawn it off, and then the pawn owner wants to get it appraised. And she goes to good guy Josh, who works –
2: Evidently, it's like a geologist or something?
0: I don't know. He looks like he worked out of campus. Yeah. Which probably is where they were filming it. Um, Yeah. And she was like, oh, can you uh, run some tests on this and blah, blah, blah. And of course he does. And this is the last she will see Josh. Well, not technically <laughs> this is uh, alive. This will be the last time she sees Josh because she, as she's going off doing her coaching basketball, Josh, <laughs> I don't know what he's doing, but it involves lasers and the gin, I guess awakens even more so yeah. and, um, causes the machine to explode. Um, he comes out. You know who he kind of looks like when he when he's first revealed. He looks like um, Frank from uh, Hellraiser when he first comes back, yeah. skinless and everything like that. Yeah, he's sitting there walking around, skinless and and, and gooey. And then this and yeah. right when he gets introduced, and he's looking all gooey. Um, a Advertisement for hair and moisturizer commercial came up. <laughs> yeah,
2: I this love was that also we it watching these old movies and we had to watch it with ads.
0: This is the second movie that we've had to watch with ads, and I am convinced that they place these ads intentionally. Yeah. Because it, he was looking there all gooey and skinless, and then a moisturizer commercial comes up. <laughs> so um, basically, the way the gin works, uh, he can only do things that people Ask him to do, and much like Leprechaun, he twists their words to make their wishes awful. So Josh is hurt from the uh, explosion
2: and, and wishes for the pain to
0: end, which of course means that the Gen just kills him. Yeah, technically, he 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 got his wish. Yeah. So because Alex awaken the djinn which if she awoken the djinn i don't understand how his laser thing just like awoken him even more or something but
2: i, I don't get that at all
0: now. and she has now a psychic link with the genie yeah and she kind of sees through a vision josh dying so she immediately rushes back tries to find where josh is and she sees that he's dead josh no josh yeah and and uh, the police officer there is like, oh, hey, did you know this guy? And she's like, yes, he was my best friend. The face that that officer gives when she said, he was my best friend, was like, oh, ooh, you poor yeah. bastard. <laughs> that, that wasn't a look of, like, I'm sorry for your loss. That was a look of, oh, man. Sorry, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Not sorry to her, but sorry to, like, man, this poor bastard. You know that he was trying to probably date you. Yeah. So... What follows next is a series of of scenes of Alex trying to figure out who this djinn is, why she's seeing visions, and the djinn is collecting souls. And the way he collects souls is that he goes around, grants people's wishes, they're forever bound to him because they technically gave uh, or were willing to barter with their soul in order yeah. to get a wish fulfilled. So he runs into a homeless man who was uh insulted by this pharmacy owner and he wishes that the guy would get cancer and dies so the gen gives him automatic cancer and then he dies uh he he comes across a a, i guess like
2: a med student when he was trying to get like a face so he he wasn't like
0: yeah he was trying to get a he was trying to get a face which he he goes to i guess it was like yeah that's another thing he went and i thought it was was he at a coroner's? Because it looked like it was also a... Wait. I think now, it was in like a morgue or something. That He or, wasn't get. He didn't get Josh's face, did he? No. That wasn't Josh's face. No. For a second, I thought it was Josh's face, which I think would have been cooler. Although I like the actor who plays uh, the djinn. I, um, yeah. I think it would have been cool if, if Andrew Dor- Dorvov, Is that his name? I keep wanting to say Brad Dorff. It, it's...
2: Andrew... Dive off.
0: Andrew, Andrew, dive off. I think it would have been cool if he played her best friend, and then the gin steals his face.
2: Yeah, that would actually have been a pretty decent. Place.
0: Actually, you know, this whole movie, I, I couldn't help but This was not directed by uh, Wes Craven. It was produced by West Craven, but it was yeah. directed by Robert Kurtzman. I think that this would have been great if it was directed by either Clive Barker or Bernard Rose. Yeah. I think that the if you got the guy from Hellraiser or the director of Candyman to direct this, this would have been a ten times better movie. Because yeah. when when you see the way the gin tortures people, it very much reminded me of Pinhead. And I think that if you got the storytelling, the slow pacing and the tension building of Candyman, like Bernard Rose did, with the visual uh the visual ideas of Clive Barker with a Wes Craven production, I think you would have had a winner on your hands. Yeah. As it stands right now, this movie has a lot of unnecessary jump scares. Yeah. This movie pauses to have jump scares and then just continues as if it doesn't happen. As if it didn't happen. The woman will scream. You'll have a close-up shot. This woman is like like 80% of her lines or 80% of her acting is just a close-up shot of her face screams and then, is calm. Like two seconds later, like, oh, sorry about that. Where were we?
2: Yeah. Like okay.
0: Unnecessary, but sure. Yeah. Which you, you do, the 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 fear shouldn't. You don't need jump scares in a movie like this. The fear is mm. you're having a fun movie of like, all right, what would you wish? How could you wish something? And and how how could it possibly get twisted so you'd get screwed over? Yeah. Because a movie like this, it's a horror fantasy. But it's not scary. Actually, the only thing scary about this movie is the '90s CG. Yeah, uh, that, that's the only thing scary about this movie. Now, I love '90s cheese and '90s. <laughs> the the yeah. very first <clears throat> the very first corny effect was uh, at the very beginning when the when we're in ancient was it ancient like Egypt or ancient uh, like, uh, Persia. Or it was like Persia? It's like Persia somewhere like yeah. that, and. And the uh, djinn is is making the emperor like do their wishes and stuff like that. And the, the party that the emperor is hosting just goes to shit and everybody gets mutilated. There's this one yeah. guy whose skeleton comes out of his body and the skeleton looks like something you get from Party City. Um, <laughs> it kind of made me think of House on Haunted Hill with Vincent Price. Yeah. at um, The What's very it, 40 years before this, where you, where he has that corny looking skeleton. But you know what? I'm still here for it yeah I'm, I'm willing to do it but it's it's a mixture of practical effects and cg it, it was in that weird in between phase yeah. where cg was on the rise and people were using a combination of both at least it had some good practical effects in it some of them um anyway where was i uh he Gen- gets his face yeah yeah he gets his face and <laughs> At one point he goes to, like, get a change of clothes and it looks like he's also about to try to get some ass because he's he's talking to the woman who's like, who's obviously, like, into him, the way he looks. Yeah. And he even says something like, I'm glad to see that even now beauty is held in such high regards. And I thought that he was going to try to get with her, but... Or seduce her, but no. he He's in it for, to collect souls. So she yeah, wishes to she be was, beautiful.
2: And he turns her into a mannequin.
0: So they didn't answer to this until the very end, but... He needs to grant wishes to he just needs to grant three wishes and then he's good, right?
2: Three wishes to a person. Welcome. The rest of the wishes are to help him like power up,
0: which and become more powerful, which it sounds weird like why would he grant wishes to people? Well, it's basically he's bargaining with people's souls. Yeah. You would think his end game is to have this woman wish three wishes and then it will open up the door to the other gens, and then he can rule the world, basically. Yeah. If that's your end game, why would you be going around showing that you're mutilating people? You're just making it so that they're not going to want to wish anything.
2: I think he's just trying to make things so terrible where you have to wish or something. To, yeah,
0: but if to he was smart, it. if he was smart, he would go about this in a different way and be like, all right, he would come in here looking like Robin Williams, like Robin Williams' genie, and... Being friendly and be like, oh, yes. Oh, you want to wish for riches? Oh, yes. There you go. Oh, do you want another wish? Oh, yes. There you go. Make it look like it's it's uh make it so that they think that you're Robin Williams, genie and that they would want to wish for your freedom. Yeah. Use your third wish to set you free, genie. You catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. So you're just making yeah. it so that this woman will not want to wish for anything.
2: I think, you know, he wasn't very smart and he just kind of enjoyed the torture he inflicted on people.
0: He just kind of like does it and then just kind of goes away. You, you kind of make him like a sadist, you mean? Yeah. I mean, he he does live in his gem world where when his souls are collected, it's kind of like a torture chamber. That's what made me think of Pinhead. Yeah. It's very weird. She's trying to learn more about the gen and he's trying to find her. Yeah. Which is weird because they have a psychic link and he is an all-powerful djinn. And you would think that he would be able to find her very easily. They have a psychic... He's talking to her, like, through visions. Yeah. And he can't find her?
2: So it's that he goes to the police station.
0: It, which, in all honesty, he... If he has a psychic link with her, he killed her best friend. If he'd have just waited around, she would have showed up. Yeah. He didn't have to go anywhere. He, he could have just... This is Chris, you know, picking apart a movie that was made over 20 years ago. And say, well, I, this is what I would do. <laughs> but kill her best friend, take his face. I think and he wanted to. She'll come to you.
2: Yeah, I think he wanted to, you know, because when he first came out, he was, like, tiny, too. So he'd grant more wishes to come bigger. And then he wanted to look more human like, I guess.
0: Maybe he wanted to kind of. Make it
2: easier for her.
0: Or maybe he wanted to. Her, uh, yeah. Maybe, like,. This is the first time he's been out in the world for hundreds of years. Maybe he wanted to kind of walk around, stretch his legs. Yeah. But uh, even still, you know, I would have at least been like, all right, well, all right, whatever. So he's trying to gain powers, and she's trying to learn about the djinn, which she does from random woman, I guess.
2: Folklore <laughs> <laughs> professor.
0: I would love... Because uh, apparently everybody is an expert at everything in this thing. Everybody knows everything about the djinn. All right. Um, the djinn is... He goes to a police station, then he goes to her boss's office, all trying to find her. He's he just keeps going up to people like, "Hey, do you think you could tell me where Alex lives?" <laughs> then he oh, goes yeah. to goes to the police officer. "Do you think you could tell me where Alex lives?"
2: Ugh. Yeah, and that's how he found out where she worked. I guess it was on He police manages report. to
0: find He manages to f- manages to find out where she works, the campus that she works at, the gym, jeweler that she works for, but he it's it, it's a bitch trying to find out where she lives apparently
2: yeah.
0: which again i'm sure cell phones exist in this universe i'm sure that he could call her Yeah. he could call he could have called her and been like hey um uh, we have a update on the uh, on on your friend's death i think you should come by this place and then boom there she is nope it
2: says he causes a shooting in the police station
0: causes a shooting in the police station so that it would be a distraction so that he can Get fine, stuff uh, a lot of this stuff is nonsensical, but yeah. it, it's this is why, um, it's only a couple of notches above fear.com for me,
2: yeah.
0: Uh, spoiler alert for my uh rating, but it is just a little bit above fear.com, all right. So, all this is happening, he eventually finds her and he basically says, Hey, three wishes or I'm going to keep like going around killing people. Yeah. And he even offers her a free wish and says, Hey, I'll get you into the spirit of the things here. I'll give you a free wish. Now he's not going to use these wishes to automatically kill her. Cause he needs her to do three wishes. Yeah. So she wishes, I wish for you to blow your brains out, which is such a dumb thing. Like you, you know, yeah. I, even I, you know, even a regular person who knows that this is a genie and this is a guy who's magical wouldn't wish for something like, I wish you were to blow your brains out. You. If he's giving you a freebie and you wish for him to be destroyed you just easily just wish like um i wish for you to not exist yeah don't give him any kind of leeway of i wish you'd so he blows his brains out but then it just regenerates back because of course it does he's a gen he's a powerful he's he's a genie he's gonna just regenerate it
2: also but this is also part where the ads were perfect because Uh when they first come face to face he's like why don't you come take a seat and then cut to a commercial which was uh sandra bullock's new movie where she's like but took
0: it? Is this taken? What is this? Oh, is oh the Lost Kingdom? Yeah. Yeah, I just I watched that, that the hilarious. other day. By the way, oh um, why don't you have a seat? Oh, is this taken? Am I being taken? Yeah. These these ads <laughs> yeah. are are just weirdly placed. Um, yeah. but that moisturizer ad was just the funniest thing because as I was typing in my phone, I said, "Key reminds me of Frank from Hellraiser." Immediately, a moisturizer thing <laughs> just popped. Out. I was like, oh. Oh. "So, him blowing his brains out doesn't does work. Nothing. Yeah. So then so then she wishes for something, which is the reason why she's a basketball coach. She says, well, I always tell my girls to know their opponents, so I wish to know you. And I'm like, oh, that is such a lazy way to write her yeah. being a basketball coach, Yeah. Um, which is so funny because earlier in the movie, she gives like a pep talk to her kids. And I'm like, all right. In what way is this going to be relevant later? Because it there's no reason there's no other reason why they would stop the movie for her to give a pep talk to her students unless it's going to somehow factor in later. Yeah. So we get a glimpse of the Jin's world that he lives in, which is inside the Fire Opal Gym weirdly. And he we see all of the souls that he has collected. The uh, uh, which includes her boss, which she made a deal with. Kane Hodder is in there. He played a security guard. The woman who got turned into a mannequin's in there. A random university student who had his eyes welded shut is in there. Yeah. Um, And he's just basically torturing them. He sits atop this throne and he just has these people getting tortured. And she's horrified. She uses a second wish to go back to her apartment. Alone. Alone. So she does. So at this point, uh, randomly we're told that... Wait, so how does she know? Okay, we should probably also say that Robert England's in this as well.
2: Yeah, he's like a collector.
0: He's a collector. Which is what I was Rich about to ask. How did, she, yeah. how did she know him? Is it just that what she works at Gemstone, so she just kind of knew him as an acquaintance?
2: I guess someone who you know works at like an auction house and appraises things is going to know a collector like that. I guess she she
0: knows clients. I guess.
2: Yeah, and I think that's how she got invited to the parties. He was one of her clients before, and he invited her and her sister to his party.
0: Which, wouldn't you know what is going on right now? Yeah. And her sister went. And the jinn is going to use her sister as a bargaining chip, basically. I'll, I'm going to torture her until you make your last wish. She goes to the party, which we get another cameo by Tony Todd. Um, great Tony Todd. The great Tony Todd, who plays a bouncer, uh, wishes that
2: to escape from his normal life
0: which is a very weird way to put it and basically he gets put in like a magic trap thing like houdini where he's like yeah. suspended in water and straight jacket and
2: yeah
0: get it escape <laughs> uh, oh yeah jen and your semantics the jen makes his way finds robert england Robert England, I guess the the uh, party that happened way back in whatever AD with the Persian emperor apparently was infamous. It was a story that went down in history, and Robert England knows about it. Uh, and he just in passing says he wishes that he could have hosted a party like that.
2: Yeah, he wishes for his party to be unforgettable.
0: So, the gin makes the party turn into just like how people get mutilated, people throwing up, people getting...
2: All his, like, statues and stuff are coming to life and killing people.
0: Killing people, and...
2: <laughs> he puts her sister in, in a, a painting, painting with a fire. Oh. Looks
0: like the scream. Yeah. Um. So, he's like, alright, you, ha- you have to make your one wish, or I'm just gonna keep torturing people. So, she wishes that the... So at the very beginning, the reason why this gem is even out and about is because there was an accident where one of the drunken dock workers offloading this statue that had the fire gem in it uh, accidentally dropped the crate containing the gem and the statue. It drops, the dock worker steals it, tries to get it appraised, sets the whole thing in motion. So she wishes that the dock worker who was working was not drinking that day and that is because i guess in her mind it's like all right if he wasn't drinking that day then all of the all of these things wouldn't have gotten set into motion and it works but i'm just thinking you know this this gin is a is a master of semantics and a a matter of turning a a master of turning a phrase he could have easily like all right he wasn't drinking but there was still an accident everything still happened yeah like that that worked of all the stuff that worked all right yeah he wasn't drinking or was he it. wasn't
2: drinking but he got high as fuck. yeah he
0: got high as fuck. like he he could have been because he was drunk but he accidentally spilled coffee on on the uh yeah on, on the machine which made it this he could have still been not drinking but accidentally dropped something when the machine like that was a that was a that was a poorly written way for it to end
2: and plus she technically made three wishes All other jinns should now be able to come free. Even if everything uh, didn't get set in motion, she still made three wishes.
0: Well, I guess the thought is that if none of this happened, she would have never made those wishes to begin with.
2: Yeah, but she still made them. It's still... Bad writing.
0: The Jinn could have been like, all right, well, I mean, that's still technically your third wish, so, I mean...
2: So, there's a lot more jinns about.
0: Let me get my throat to rest. Go ahead and and sum up the last ten minutes.
2: Ah, so, everything goes back to normal... Our boy Josh gets out of the friend zone. So, if you're wondering how to get out of the friend zone, just kind of unleash a gin on the girl's life. Make it so that she around, has. Yeah. Make
0: it so that she has no choice but to date you. <laughs> um, yeah. un- unleash havoc and hell on the world, and make her realize just exactly how valuable
1: you are.
2: Yeah, and then you see that the statues, all of one piece, in Robert England's collection. The jewel is still inside the statue, and inside the jewel is the djinn.
0: And just sitting there waiting for the second Wishmaster to come out.
2: Which is the thing I watched today. I just want to check it out. See if it gets any better.
0: I hope that it would. Because, all right, so that, that's Wishmaster. Yeah. Um. Pros. The the djinn is a very interesting character.
2: Yeah, I like I, the djinn.
0: The djinn is is definitely the... The Wishmaster is definitely the best part of the Wishmaster movie. Yeah. Um. The cameos were fun. Yeah,
2: a lot of good cameos in this movie. Makes like it Kane Lux, Hodder it's a West Craven production. Yeah. So. so, of course, of course Robert England. Cameos. Yeah,
0: Robert England's gonna be in there. Tony Todd, which was nice. I said Kane Hodder. Uh, you said Sam Raimi's bro. Yeah. And some yeah. of the creative, some of the deaths are creative. Uh, well, albeit a little cheesy, there are, you know, this is when CG was early, so, you know, I give that a pass, you know, because they were trying to, you know, they were still figuring it out. Yeah. Um, Cons. I didn't uh, like Alex. I didn't like Alex either. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like they
2: could have done better with his, uh the uh, Wishmaster's foil.
0: Oh, I, I thought you were about to say, when you said his, I was like, Alex is a woman. Um, <laughs> okay. Nothing against the woman, but... I think her acting left something to be desired. Um,
2: That's why, I mean, you're not really going to see her in very many other things,
0: so. Um, I I don't know. They just, so many of her shots were, were just her screaming. and I, And just close-up shot of her screaming. And then a second later, she's just calm, like she wasn't just screaming bloody murder on the floor. It's just, it was just very, very strange. It, just a very weird choice. And just the randomly placed jump scares that added nothing to anything. I mean, jump scares are fine, used sparingly. But when you pack a lot of them in there, then it loses what makes a jump scare scary. Is that you're not expecting it. But when you start adding three, four, five jump scares, then you're just like, all right, enough. <laughs> you know. Um.
2: It, uh, but it, the, you know, the writing for this movie is definitely a con. The con,
0: well, the reason why, uh, at least, at least it had a story that I could somewhat follow. Like, I know what's happening. I know why, you know, the Jinn is trying to gain souls, the, the Jinn is trying to find her. But the fact that he has to go through all of these hoops to find her is a con. Like,. He, This powerful djinn shouldn't have to go to her bosses, shouldn't have to go to the police station, you know, to do all this to try to find her by happenstance, especially if he has a psychic link with her. Why not,
2: like, the first person you run into, kind of just torture them with wishes until you make them wish to bring her to him?
0: Yeah, it's, uh... He's supposed to be a master of, like, manipulating people into saying wishes. So... I mean, while he was even when he was at his boss at the bosses, just manipulate him into saying, "Yeah, uh, call call the girl up. Say, hey, can you come here?" Exactly. I don't know. It's it's a movie that has a lot of potential, and I've only ever seen. I saw Wishmaster three before I saw Wishmaster one. I um, haven't
2: seen any of them until I watched this first one.
0: I saw Wishmaster three many, 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 many years ago when I was like. 11, 12. I wasn't supposed to be watching it, but <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I remember watching it when I was super young. Don't really remember how it ended, or all I remember is one scene, a woman gets her head uh, trapped in a rat cage. Alright, um, but this is one movie that we can actually do kill, kill of.
2: Yeah. We can um, actually do kill
0: of the movie with this one. Yeah. For me? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I have to go with Tony Todd. I think that was creative.
0: Plus, it's
2: Tony. Yeah.
0: Plus, their little stare down is kind of intimidating. You got Tony Todd and Devolve like looking at each other, just having a badass creep off.
2: Yes, that that whole scene with Tony
0: Todd is great. The Adventures of Candyman and Wishmaster. Exactly. (laughs) Mine, (coughs) just because you know, even though it the, the had a corny skeleton in it. At the very beginning, the everything leading up to seeing that corny skeleton at the party where everybody's getting mutilated, seeing the guy yeah. basically just rip his body apart and having a skeleton just come out of his body, his ske- bloody skeleton coming out of his body, I thought was <laughs> really cool. Yeah. I thought that was a really interesting. Like His skeleton just rips out of his own body and, and goes around walking around. That was a pretty cool death. Um, and it was practical. There wasn't a CG skeleton running around and it was it was it it was practical and you know me I'm a sucker for practical effects yeah but uh rating time ratings huh now I believe I rated fear what did I rate fear.com it was just a couple of points above venom I think it got like uh five
2: but six with the ads
0: yes it was like five but six with the ads this one for me I'm gonna say I'm going to give it uh, a nine, but it would have been an eight if it wasn't for the fact that the gin was very interesting. So Uh, I'm going to give it about a I'm going to give it about an eight. It was better than fear dot com, even though the writing in some places was something left to be desired. So I, I can't say it's a good movie, but there were certain things that I did like about it. So that's why I say it's a really good, bad movie. 'Cause I there I did like the gin and I did like and I did like the cameos and I thought it had some creative deaths, but I can't necessarily say it was a good movie. Yeah.
2: So I really liked the gin. I felt like the writing kind of
0: ruined the movie.
2: Mm-hmm. So I'd probably say about give it was a seven.
0: Seven. So we're kind of yeah. like you know, between seven and eight. I'd and say the average yeah. would be about seven. Seven point five I'd say uh, would be the average. Yeah. But like I said, I still enjoyed it more than the Fear.com.
2: Oh, definitely.
0: .com I uh, I liked fear.com for the reasons why you weren't supposed to like it because it was just laughable yeah uh, in terms of like how ridiculous it was uh, but, <laughs> but but so much of it I was just like just shaking my head going, come on now this is just
2: this well, It's crazy to think these movies came out three years apart
0: yeah but um fear.com came out in 2001 is either that
2: either like- oh one or 2000 yeah and this came out in 97. <laughs> yeah, so. Which I thought this was a very. I thought this movie gave it like 80s, early 90s vibes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I knew that it was the 90s. You know, I, I could just tell, but I thought it was like 92, 93. Yeah, I can't necessarily recommend it unless this is a fun. This Well, this is one of those movies that I would have watched with my friends and we would just yeah. watch it just to uh, be like, let's see how creative these deaths could be. Yeah. Well, I I say that I'm the only horror fan of my of my group, but back in the day we would watch some like Friday night horror movies, and we would just basically take bets on be like, all right, I think so and so is gonna die, I think this guy's gonna live. If yeah. <laughs> you just bet on who like, all right, that's my guy right there. I think that that guy, and then or we would pretend like they were our avatars and be like, all right, I'm going to. I'll be that guy in the movie. And then that way if that guy dies like a horrible death, he be like, Well, I just died a horrible fucking death. So, uh, yeah, that was my guy. So um this would have been one of those movies. Yeah. Just been like, all right, um <laughs> I would have been like, Alright, uh, I'm I'm gonna play Josh. Well, Josh was the first one dead. <laughs> so, yeah. He did not last very long. He didn't last long. But it was still fun. Yeah. I'm still glad I watched it. I just can't recommend it if you want a good story. But I mean they don't all have to be good stories. Fun watch. Now, Uh, how about uh, real quick, just as a quick recap of the season, did you have a favorite uh, movie that we watched this season?
2: Favorite movie we watched this season?
0: Yeah. Probably uh,
2: Last Night in Soho.
0: Yeah, Last Night in Soho was really... That's hard to believe that we watched that, because it was snowing over here when when we reviewed that. Yeah. It was in the middle of winter when we reviewed Last Night in Soho, and now it's right at the beginning of summer. Yeah, it was definitely between that one and uh, House of Wax. Yeah, you know, like like me, some good Vincent Price, but yeah, last night in Soho was a lot of fun. So I I would probably don't like
2: Chris. You're talking about the remake of House Wax. You love that movie.
0: Oh uh, man, you know you know me. I'm I'm a big uh, Paris Hilton fan, um, <laughs> which I say that you know jokingly, but everybody hates her in that movie. But I remember watching that movie and not hating her.
2: Well, we discussed it in the remake, like she did what she was supposed to do for her role in that movie. She wasn't the reason that movie was terrible.
0: Yeah. I mean, she got asses in seats. Um, yeah. You know, whether it be for the reason why she probably wanted it or not. I'm sure a lot of people probably weren't like, I want to see Paris Hilton get killed in this movie. But I, everybody likes to joke and say that she was terrible and god awful. But I remember watching it a couple of times and a not hating the movie. And also when it came to Paris Hilton, I was like, you know, I didn't Paris Hilton is like Nickelback. Yeah. <laughs> people like to just jump on this like hate train, which I'm not saying she's a great actress, but I'm I've seen more annoying performances. Yeah, I bet. I'm sure that people would gladly take her over the kid from the Duke Yeah, but we're taking June off to do some more restructuring. Uh, we already have a couple of people in the works for yeah. um, for guests. Uh, I know we have Jamie Stewart and we have Spencer Hamilton, Hamilton coming yeah. back. Um, they're going to be promoting some new stuff. We'll have some. We're going to have our giveaways already collected in advance. I'd say. Yeah. I, I say that we should have. Uh, we'll have some books by Janine Pipe. We're going to have sausages yeah. to give away. Yeah. We're going to have Spencer Hamilton. Has a book he wants us pushing, as well as I also have a copy of the Kitchen Sink that we can push. I want to get all of those collected in June. That way we can uh, distribute them throughout the season. And yeah. um, for all of those who are interested in actually doing something good, when we have those giveaways, I kind of want to, I kind of want to make it so that um, you have to buy your way into the raffle. Not much, maybe like a dollar if you want. But I want to do some kind of charity stream where we, yeah. if you want to. Enter the raffle to like get the book, you know, $1 equals one submission into the raffle. And yeah. so the more, you know, the more dollars that you give, the more, you know, you'll get into the raffle. Well, I'm going to get some, uh, some cool, uh, movie posters, some classic movie monster movie posters. Cause that's going to be one of the yeah. themes that we're going to have during next season. So you can gift we're gonna we haven't figured out a charity yet, but we will. So, you know, you'll be able to get a book, some posters, and know that some of the money is going to a good cause once we figure out what the charity is. But, uh, this has been fun. I really, you know, I'm glad that, uh, you know, we're still, we're we're actually getting some traction on Instagram. We've been getting more and more followers. We're getting close to 400, which we started with like 200. Now we got like 400. So, Oh no, we started with less. Do you remember how many we started with? Like only a hundred, like, you know, that was just, we just spam like followed a bunch of people, but yeah. Um, you know, we're slowly getting a following. You know, we're not doing this to be some big podcast. or I'm just doing it because it's fun. It's fun, yeah. I like meeting interesting people, meeting authors and uh, interacting with people. You know, the horror community yeah. is like the nicest people. It's so funny that you'll just have a group of very caring, loving individuals talking about their favorite torture movies. Yeah. But <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yeah. But... Um, In the meantime, I'll be on Insta, and um, actually I think what I might do in June just to kind of keep some kind of thing going on is uh, uh, Love, Death, and Robots is just putting out their third season of the show, and I think I'm going to be doing a retrospective where I talk about each individual episode uh, of Love, Death, and Robots. I'm going to be putting out like one through three. I'm going to be doing them in increments of three. So the first episode, second episode, third episode, and I'll be doing a recap of the episode as well as, uh, individual review. So I'll be putting that out on my end, uh, working my way up to through the season one, season two, all the way up to season three, just kind of giving my thoughts and saying Mm -hmm. why it's kind of my favorite anthology that's out right now in terms of what's on TV.
2: Okay,
0: so I'll be doing that as a little side project nice and uh, it'll still be under the body bag podcast but it'll be more of as a uh, extra episode not, a, yeah. not as part of the actual thing so not part of season 2 and not part of season 3 it's kind of like I think it'll be labeled as special episodes it'll just be my whole yeah. thing but until then is there anything you want to say there Dave before we kind of wrap this up well we're all good uh thank you to all our followers listeners friends of the show uh thanks for sticking with us as we're you know still figuring ourselves out and uh we'll see you right after june once we get that stuff figured out have a good month everybody see ya hey everybody thanks for listening to body bag podcast be sure to like and subscribe and leave us a comment as to what you'd like to hear us review or any horror movie topics you'd like to hear us rant and rave about. And while you're at it, you can find us on Twitter at Body Bag Pod and on
2: Instagram at Body Bag Podcast.
0: Thanks, and we'll see you next time.